The registered silver supply. We go into this every time there's a big drop. There was another big drop this week. We are down to 28 million registered ounces left. Well, hello there, my friends. Raf here from the Endgame Investor with this week's silver report for Arcadia Economics. And it seems a little bit boring in the gold and silver space right now. There's a correction going on. It's very frustrating, but... There's some very significant stuff that happened this week, and we're going to go into it. But we're going to talk about the debt ceiling. We're going to talk about the amazing deal that was made that's going to, sadly, sadly, and I take this very seriously, and I mean this 100% seriously, it's going to mean that 1,740 innocent would-be IRS agents won't get to work for the agency and their children might go hungry. Do you not care about the children of would-be IRS agents who now will not have a job? It's going to be horrific, and we're going to have a moment of silence for the would-be IRS agents who are not going to be hired because, according to the debt ceiling deal, the number of new IRS agents that will be hired is going down from 87,000 to 85,240. silence. We pray that they will be all right and that not working at the IRS will not cause them any undue hardship and that your blessing will something something, etc., etc. Amen. I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. To world peace. World peace. Amen. Wait. A woman. This week's Silver Report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. And last week we talked about its first gold pour in Ivory Coast. Very exciting. There is no new news this week, but we do have a technical update. We can see here that Fortuna is bouncing again off of its 50-week moving average. 50 WMA here is support. Here it was resistance, and we have broken through it as of November of 2022, and we bounced off it once. We're bouncing off of it again. We'll see if it holds. Reasons that I will elucidate in the upcoming silver report. I think silver and gold are close to the end of this correction, so I do think that this indicator is going to hold, that this support is going to hold. If it doesn't, the break should be brief, with the next support zone being just slightly under the 15-week moving average at around $3 over here, bounced off that here, bounced over that here. So we could have a, a minor break at the 15-week average. We might not, uh, but the ultimate bottom for here, uh, which would make something of a head and shoulders bottom, this being the head and here being the shoulders, uh, we're close to a bottom. This is a good time to get in if this is the stock that you want. And of course... That is not investment advice because advice is illegal. Anyway, what do we have this week for you? Well, I'm going to start out with the most important thing that I've ever reported about gold or silver, and that is that I just discovered that Lady Liberty has a belly button. How do I know this? Well, I was researching physical premiums. And I was looking at a few sites to see what the premiums were on those sites, comparing them to my little charts from Gold Charts Are Us by Nick Laird. 
And there was this little zoom in thing where it showed that you could zoom into any part of a one ounce gold coin. So I did. And I found that Lady Liberty indeed does have a belly button, but it's more than that. First of all, you can see here on the first slide that this area is zoomed in by that little uh, magnifying glass from Atmix. And you can see here there's like a little navel over there and she has a little bit of a tummy, but you know, that's okay. I don't want to fat shame Lady Liberty, but I'm not sure why she's got a pupic. Maybe, uh, wonder who cut the umbilical cord. But, you know, see, this is 2023. You went back in time. And when did this belly button become visible? Well, we go to the handy little Atmex tool here. And you can go back to 2020. And, oh, there's no belly button here. Nothing visible that I can see. There's just some nice, modest dress. A little bit uh, big on her, it seems. But, yeah, no belly button. So the belly button, when was it introduced into the coin? Well, that would be 2021. And who would put a belly button on a Lady Liberty one ounce gold coin? This is something that the internet is going to have to find out. It's very important. But anyway, there's actually some stuff going on this week. So let's start with the non-belly button related news. So first of all, the registered silver supply. We go into this every time there's a big drop. There was another big drop this week. We are down to 28 million registered ounces left. The trend line since Silver Squeeze is strongly intact down up here from February 2021 with 152 million ounces registered, now down to 28 million ounces registered. The all-time low is at 2016 here, and that's about 22 million ounces. We could hit that record anytime. And as annoying as it is that the silver price remains low, the lower it stays for the longer period of time, the more silver is going to be drawn out of registered stocks at the COMEX. So long term, this means that there is less and less silver to sell to buffer an uptrend when it does finally happen. And now I wanted to go into the gold open interest. There are some big things happening. Gold open interest, we can see here, if you zoom, if you look into the uh, second chart here, this is the open interest. This bar, this high bar, uh, in mid-May, that was just two weeks ago, not very long ago, we hit a high of 540,000 contracts, and we are now down to 445,000. This is the day behind at 449. It's now 445. We uh, erased another 4,000 contracts or so, and now we're down to 445 from 540. So that's almost 100,000. It's about 95,000 contracts uh, liquidated since the highs in May in mid-May. That's a very good sign. Low open interest is often correlated with uh, intermediate lows in the gold price. We see that here in these two circles. Here we had a low of about 420,000 contracts, and this corresponded to this low uh, in uh, around the beginning of March 2023. Yeah, March this year. And we've headed higher since then. We see another uh, low in open interest here at about the same amount, the same amount of contracts. 420,000. And this is uh, this goes true for uh, a chart going back to 2018. I think this is the lowest, 420,000 is the lowest open interest since 2018. So there's not much that far to go to get to that low open interest. And the fall since mid-May has been pretty impressive. It means that shorts are covering and the longs are running out, running out of sellers. And it means that this down leg is just about up. Uh, the other thing I wanted to show is that 
this thing on the right here, this is from the Comex website. The June 2023 is now the spot contract, which just went to delivery yesterday. And there are still 11,083 contracts open, which means 11,000 contracts are going to close and be into delivery. So the actual open interest right now is 445,000 minus 11,000. That's 434,000. So we're about 14,000 contracts away from uh, a five-year low around, something like that, uh, in gold, which means, yeah, we're pretty close to an intermediate bottom. It doesn't necessarily mean that a rally is going to happen right after the bottom is in. You see here... Uh, right in March 2023, yeah, two months ago, we had a, a low here in open interest, and then we had a breakout, and then a breakdown again, and then another low at around the same uh, level, and then only then did we have uh, a persistent climb. So I think we're close to a bottom in dollar terms. Does that mean that we're as close to a bottom in time? Uh, no, we could see uh, you know sliding around these levels for a little bit while longer until there's some kind of problem in the repo markets or whatever from the debt ceiling. But you know we'll see. We're close to a dollar terms and low is the important point here. Uh, now Case Schiller. This was expected, uh, but the year-over-year -year prices for the Case-Shiller 20, the Case-Shiller 20 is like the uh, benchmark or whatever most popular housing index in uh, the U.S. So we've crossed below zero for the first time since 2012, but you know, 2012 was just uh, really an echo bubble of 2008. So if we're talking about the real cross into negative territory, that was in 2007 over here. And we see here that the slope is much steeper from the peak here to the low, uh, to uh, crossing below zero is much steeper than the than the uh, slope from 2006 to 2008. That was you know pretty shallow compared to this uh, bloodbath here. The thing about housing prices that I emphasize a lot is that the uh, housing prices are really the flip side of the dollar because the dollar is backed by mortgage-backed securities because the Fed owns so much mortgage-backed securities. When people start defaulting on their mortgages. Uh, it's the dollar that's going to be affected. So we're going to come into a situation where housing prices are falling and the dollar's purchasing power is falling, gold and silver are rising, which means that the price of housing is going to fall a lot faster in gold and silver ounces than it is in dollars. And at the end of this game, uh, people who stack are going to be able to own, uh, buy, purchase a lot of real estate. This has a lot to do with miners, this chart. This is the gold to commodities ratio. Uh, really, it's the gold to oil ratio because the GNX commodities uh, index is mostly is most heavily uh, weighted to oil. So the gold to oil ratio is uh, it has been rising since uh, June 2022. We are now at the 200 week moving average exactly. The 200 week moving average you see here is 3.75. We are at 3.75. That is the closing weekly number for uh, this week. And we we didn't quite make it beyond the 200-week moving average. We almost did. But you see here, this circle is July 2019. This is when gold broke out of a six-year trading range. And uh, this is the last time that uh, the, the gold commodities ratio broke through the 200-week moving average to the upside. And here is you know when oil was uh, in April 2020, about negative $35 a barrel, whatever the hell that meant. You can see here that gold has been outpacing oil. And this uh, this ratio is most especially important for miners that basically buy oil and sell gold. So the higher this ratio goes, the more profitable miners will be. And they've been doing a lot better fundamentally since uh, since June 2022 when this ratio was at a low. And I'll talk for a minute about the debt ceiling deal. Yeah, it passed. Yeah, we all expected it to. We were hoping that maybe it would uh, maybe there'd be some courage in Congress. But yeah, obviously there isn't any. And even the ones that talk tough 
they're uh, full of crap and hot air and they don't intend to stop the fiscal calamity that is uh, impending, which means that at the beginning of next week, there's going to be a flood of treasuries into the market, uh, about a trillion dollars for the quarter. And that is going to be on top of tax day, which is on June 15th for, for, for corporations and on ongoing quantitative tightening by the Federal Reserve. Plus part of the debt ceiling deal was that the hiatus on debt student loan repayments is now going to be over once the bill is passed. And that means that even more deposits are going to be flowing out of the banking system. This is all setting up for a giant liquidity crunch. All those four reasons are reasons that deposits would flee the system. And there's going to be a dollar crunch. And the question is, how hard is that crunch going to be before the Fed finally reverses and stops its QT? And we all know what's going to happen to metals then. We just have to hang tough, hang tight for a few more weeks, maybe months. But it's coming because there's only one direction to go here. And we can hope that the signal in the gold, in the physical gold markets that premiums have just skyrocketed for who knows what reason, maybe it's related to the debt ceiling, that that means something is happening in the monetary sphere. And let's see if the banking system can handle the onslaught of treasuries that are about to be unleashed. My feeling is it won't be able to absorb it all and we'll be back in printing mode forthwith. Once again, we pray for the safety of the would-be IRS agents who don't have a job there, who will not be being hired because we care about everyone. Have a good week. And as Bob Ross would say, God bless. I don't know why I just did that. It just came to my head. And of course, if you enjoyed this video, then you can sign up for a two-week free trial of the Endgame Investor, or you can become my Patreon on Patreon, where I give a weekly video of biblical commentary on monetary and economic policy things. See you guys next week. Ha, ha, ha.